Welcome to the podcast. What a thrill to have you along. Um, we didn't do an intro last week because you weren't here. So it's right. great to have the intro back. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, we quit. This is the thing. So last week on the mountain, I had to rush out uh, when we were done and have a chat to Mark Frosty Winterbottom, who is a lovely, lovely man. Jeez. Anton Di Pasquale. Jesus, let you drop some names, hasn't it? It was, it was a great, uh, great day. Great couple of days on the mountain. What are we up to this week? If you've also, if you've not been to Bathurst, you must go. Because okay. everyone I ran into that, who's a first timer up there loved it. They will be going back. And I was the same my first time up the mountain. So the well, I didn't go up the mountain. I was above pit lane. The test the refined guns. people. <laughs> When you get to Bathurst and it's been pouring and it's going to keep pouring and it's about yes. eight degrees, that's so it, when the test, the, the true lion heart. It is interesting Bathurst you say that because I did not go that year. The two times I've gone, they were glorious days. <laughs> glorious. So invite Brendo and you get the good weather. That's right. Um, yes. Hey, you guys been traveling, all right? Yeah, yeah. Can't complain. Yes, Deborah you can. Stone. You can, and you do oh, often. I so I like I'm it. actually. I really love it. Flabbergasted that you can't complain. <laughs> and I'm good. I'm off to. No, um, you're well. I, no. God is good. You are well. <laughs> okay. Well, oh, I'm is, well, and I'm excited because my two uh, eldest daughters are playing their first game of proper cricket today. Hey, so that's awesome. During the week, they had to get them fitted up for their helmets and pads and their their gloves, and they're the full thing. So they're playing their first oh, 2020 fantastic. match. Fantastic. Out at. Um, Elwood. Is there any pressure on them because they're like, you know, Warners? Nah, no, no pressure. No pressure at all. But I'm really looking forward to it. It should be a bit of fun. More and cricket in your life, hey? That, yes. That's, that's all I want. need. So mm. 10 years of watching David. Now I've got a lifetime of watching my girls. Because so they do a bit of tennis too, don't they? They play tennis. Mm. They do Oztag, you know, but I feel like so, like kids are just busy these days. Yeah. Um, but I encourage them, and if they want to play sport, then I will just drive them around and be their taxi, just like my parents were. Unreal. You know, I actually made the big decision this week. I'm going back to outdoor soccer next year. Oh, I'm well, doing it. I'm I playing, read about that. I, not, <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I'm playing summer comp at the moment, lighting it up. I scored I bet a. People just love to tackle you. It up. Um, they can't. They can't get the ball off me, mate. Oh. I scored a hat trick. <laughs> scored a hat trick the other night. So My a bit God. of fun. Why aren't you over in England playing in Wembley? I could have. I was youth league for Wollongong Wolves. You know that when I was 15, Tom McGroin. Oh, right. sliding doors moment. Okay. Now I'm here with you, nuffies. <laughs> could have been anything. Could have been anything. Yeah. No, I think it would have ended up here. You regardless. should come see me. We're playing Division 5 at Camden Falcons next year. I might do that. Coming out my Fresh way. Sausage There's sizzle no at way the end. I'm doing That's that. it, absolutely. Okay, I'm there. I'll, I'll cook you some. No way I'm doing that. <laughs> absolutely not. In no known universe will I see you at uh, Camden Falcons. Spot on. Hey, uh, bit on today. We had a lot of fun. We uh, fixed the Aussie cricket team with Cal Ferguson. Yes. So that was cool. I don't know if we did fix it. There's a bit of hedging going on there. A little hedging, but he has you to know, do that. I know. He's, 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 they're all his mates and that, and you've got to look after your mates, but no, I, I, I smelt hedging. Okay. Uh, Aaron <laughs> Woods, no hedging there. He let us know who was going to win against the uh, Aussies and Samoa tonight in the Pacific Championship. He's also getting on it at Luke Brooks's wedding. Had a chat about that. He's in wine country. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. I don't think he'll be drinking wine. I can't see Brooks, you're a wine man. I think he's no. more your, your beer guy. I don't, I don't know. You think he's there, you know, with the snifter saying, oh, I, I smell chocolate and a little bit of plum. Yeah, you are right. You know? Yeah, you are right. <laughs> and no one, wants to, no one wants to be in his beard, red that. wine at their wedding and have red teeth in all the photos. That is true. Really? That doesn't yeah. happen to me. Oh. You don't, I don't get red teeth. I'm not a red wine drinker, but I notice. Do notice red teeth? I don't drink red wine. Oh. But you I notice people who do drink red oh, wine get the red teeth. Oh, you're going around checking their teeth, are no, you? No, when I'm talking to them, I look at their teeth Sound and go. like a vet. You've mm. got red teeth. But you've got delightfully white teeth, so I think it would show more. No, but, no everyone gets red teeth when they drink red wine. <laughs> uh, Richard doesn't. It no. depends how much you drink, I suppose. That's uh, true. That's probably because most of my teeth are fake. <laughs>
Um, <laughs> no, if, they're not. They're or you real. just take them they're out and put them in. They're all real. Every tooth in my head, I grew. When are you going veneers? I'm not going veneers. When are you going veneers? No, I don't like. I don't like it when people smile at me and you, you know, they're burning your retina because or, it's so bright. Or they just do the top and not the bottom, or vice versa, oh, yeah. where there's only one well, row. Like a little baked beans. One, in the bottom yeah, one veneer yeah. row. Yeah. Yeah. Do people still take bad. their teeth out before they go to bed at night and put them in the glass of water? Depends what you're doing. Um, let's. <laughs> If you're listening to this before uh, the Everest runs around, we've uh, we've boxed a little first four for you. Uh, so that's a bit of fun. Candice's quiz, as always. Ah, it's good fun. Really good fun. Yeah, yeah. always good. Hmm. Ah, I enjoy it. Um, enjoy the trip to Newcastle. I yes, know you I'm always going up do. to Royal Newcastle. <laughs> as they call yes. it. Yes. And uh, hopefully I come home with something. Yeah. Well, good luck. Thank you, darling. No worries. I shouldn't call you that. That'd be sexist, No, I think it's it? endearing. Is that okay? I like it. Right. Mm. Okay. I actually wondered that today. I saw someone get called darling, like they were in the retail world and they I were like called that. Do you? Yeah, I do. Right. Why wouldn't I? What about my love? Go well, my love. Yeah. Something like that. I don't see Where do you problem. draw the line at? If, if someone says that to me, yeah. if a lady says that to me, yes, darling, or you, yeah. you know, oh, I don't take offense. I don't get it's offended. endearing. Easily. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I know what I'm doing next show. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the podcast. Uh, the Pacific Championship starts tonight in the Rugby League. The Kangaroos taking on Toa Samoa, uh, 8-10 tonight at Queensland Country Bank Stadium to uh, have a chat about that. Amongst many other things, uh, Aaron Woodsy Woods joining us, I believe, from wine country today, Woodsy. Yes, what's happening, you lunatics? Where are you, Woodsy? <laughs> I'm, up, I'm up the Hunter, the oh. Ridges. Yes, that's it. Ridges. Oh, I know where that is. That's Pocolburn, isn't it? I've got no idea. Just right. going to enjoy the festivities <laughs> later on today, guys and girls. Have you started your um, wine tour yet? No, nah, not yet. I just went and trained because we got up yesterday. So we had a had a hit of uh, 18 holes up here. Um, I'm actually up here for Luke Brooks's wedding. Oh, lovely. Oh, nice. So there won't be much um, wine touring, but there could be wine tasting. Yes. <laughs> well, on that, you just did a, thinking, yes. a wonderful chat with Luke Brooks. You've, you've got um, a special going on every week on Footy Talk until the end of the year. Uh, you're really humanised, Brooksy, too, because for a long time, and I, I felt sorry for him, I feel like he's been a scapegoat for the Tigers, but you really humanised him in this chat you can find on the Listener app, Woodsy. Oh, thanks, Brendo. Yeah, it's just something we're doing each week. It's just a little club tour. We're just getting certain players from, from each club and just want to show people that they're normal people at the end of the day because a lot of people just scrutinise them for that 80 minutes they play each week. Um, and, you know, it's good to get a different perspective from the players as well. Um, like, you know, I didn't know too much, but he, he wasn't a big fan of getting, you know, um, sort of mentioned in the same sentence as Andrew Johns, and he spoke about that. So it, it just gives you a good insight into the players and what they're thinking. The replay of the World Cup final, Kangaroos versus Samoa. What are yes, you thinking? Uh, I think it's it's just a fun one because there's some some big changes both sides. Um, obviously, Crichton's playing five eight, so it's just a funny one. But I, I still think Australia are going to be too strong. Like they're such a quality side. Um, if they can just sustain the, you know, they're going to be a, a, quite a fiery start. The, you know, when the Samoans get around each other in in those camps, they become, you know, they, they just get like a brotherhood and and they get real excited and the energy levels go nuts. So if Australia can withstand that storm for the first 10, 20 minutes. Um, I dare say that they should win comfortably. But, you know, you, you can't take much away from Samoa because they've been outstanding and, and what they're growing to over the last couple of years, it's been absolutely phenomenal. So, um, mate, I wouldn't be saying it's going to Australia going to actually carve them up, but I reckon it'll be a lot closer than what people think. Woodsy, Valentine Holmes is out, um, obviously, with the suspension. So who are we going to see kicking for the Kangaroos? Will it be Stags or DCE? What are you thinking? 
I'm not sure. I just hope uh, the old Val, my good mate Val, doesn't go out for a couple of beers afterwards. Yeah. Social media. Um, <laughs> not, look, honestly, not again. No, not again. I don't know, actually. It's a funny one. Cherry's sort of our backup kicker at, at Manly. Um, he practices quite a fair bit. And then you've seen Katoni Staggs takes over when Adam Reynolds doesn't doesn't kick goals for Broncos. So I reckon it could be Katoni Staggs in his first game. He'd be quite up for it too, which would be good. Does Ben Hunt kick? Is he a kicker? Um he can, he I probably think. would if he knows yeah. he gets a bit more cash for it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you think about Kalen Ponga's omission to, uh, you know, a lot said about, obviously, he's the reigning Dalian medalist. Um, is it just a case of there wasn't enough spots for him, or do we need to find a spot for, you know, those that are that are winning the, the big awards? Yeah, Brendo, it's, it's a hard one because, you know, it's, it's contentiously, like, you look at the, the Dalian medal, and a lot of people, obviously, they reckon Sean Johnson sewed that up, but with the new voting system, there's two two votes, oh, sorry, there's six points you can gain maximum of each game. So, um, But the hard thing is, like, you know, a lot of people question Tedesco being that squad. You, I know people, they, they expect him to go out and score three tries a game and, you know, save four tries and set up so many. But what he's done for that Australian jersey in the last, you know, five, six years, he's the captain of our country. You know, he's won World Cup. He's still got to give, you know, what the respect. Big on is, he's big on loyalty. Yeah. And he's, and he's proven at that level as well. No, I think you're right. I think you, you've got to, there's got to be some value placed on what you have done for that team in the past. And there's no reason to suggest he won't do absolutely as well again this time. Mm. You've got to give him that opportunity. Yeah, exactly right, Freo. And he's earned that right. Like he's captain it. He's done everything. Every time he's wore that green and gold jersey, he's been one of our best players. And great to your question, Brendo. It's a hard one because. All the fullbacks in the competition are so good. And, yeah. you know, you say, California, what about Reese Walsh? You know, he's a superstar yeah, as well. Right. But then someone who I'm really excited to see is Dylan Edwards. Geez, he's, oh. he's, he's waited, he's, he's done his apprenticeship, and he's finally going to get a crack. And it's so good to see him play at rep level. Well, do you talk about Dylan Edwards? He's going to be up against his old, um, his Panthers teammate, um, Brian Toto. How do you think he's going to fare? Well, I think he'd be nervous because Brian's, he's honestly, he's a pocket rocket. He's so mm. hard to stop. Um, see, Dylan's not used to making many tackles and he's going to have to get one-on-one with Ty on that, on that edge. And I reckon Samoa will fancy their chances because he's not a, a normal winger. He's an out-and-out fullback. So um, it'll be a funny one, but I dare say that he'll respect him, but he'll also go after him. So you reckon uh, they'll knowing... target that side? I, re- I reckon it could be a chance of targeting that, Candice. I reckon it'd be folly to do that because I think he, he is one player. He's very rarely out of position at fullback. Mm. And I, re- I reckon you can trust him to be very rarely out of position yes. on the wing. And he, he very rarely misses a tackle at fullback, and mm. he'll very rarely miss a tackle on the wing. I reckon he's a lot safer than people think. I agree with you, Freo. And then you look at the, the way those Panthers boys prepare for games. Look at Crichton. He's played wing, fullback, centre. He's playing 5-8 this week. The boys know their positions out and out. And hey, they haven't won three comps in a row for no reason. So I reckon if you chuck him on the wing, he'll do it. Who knows? He could probably be the best winger in the comp as well. Well, it's going to be high quality. Seven Panthers involved tonight. Would have been nine if uh, Cleary and Luai were playing. Oh, yes, how Kendall. excited are you, Brenda? Mate, I'm, it's you not real. Panthers jersey is, or jersey? Mate, is it too long? Is the season too long? Because I'm just thinking, because a lot of these dudes would have played well into the finals. They need a break, don't they? Oh, if, if you're asking me as a player, yeah, it's long. But as a fan, I love watching footy week in, week out. I'm actually disappointed because... Our Aussies are going pretty poor in the cricket. It's frustrating. Oh, come Sorry, on, Candace. Sorry, Candace. It's two games. Rugby, terrible. Mate, cricket, terrible. I'm, I'm, it's just frustrating me because I just want to see the boys win. But it's also good, good to see some, 
The netball good, uh, Wallabies. God, you're not you're even putting go the there. knife in to a few <laughs> people hey, today. Look, it's okay because we're fixing the cricket after 11. Cal <laughs> Ferguson's joining us. Yeah. Uh, our oh, mate Aaron. No, I'm, stick- hey, Candace, I'm sticking solid with the Aussies, mate. I'm staying up all night to watch them play. Come yeah, on. good, good. Yeah, yeah. I do want to know, though, Woodsy, who's going to be best on ground at the wedding tonight? Um, there's early reports it could be Mitch Moses. Cute. Right. Yes. Yeah, the, yes. From, from what I heard from the Bucks party, he carried on quite a fair bit. Yes, cool. he's a group one performer. Well, he's just had a baby too, so he's going to want to let his hair down, right? I don't think. Well, mate, haven't you heard? He hasn't even changed a nappy, so he doesn't do anything for the baby. <laughs> that is true. I couldn't believe that, Woodsy. Must lift. <laughs> anyway, Must lift. Oh, Woodsy mate, will be up mate. all night, not necessarily to watch the cricket. <laughs> <laughs> mate, in, uh, enjoy the wedding. Uh, please pass on our congratulations to young Luke Brooks, and we'll, uh, we'll catch you soon, my man. Will do. Thanks for having us. He's a legend. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. What's going on in the world of sport? Uh, it's a wonderful question. I've got it all in front of me. Uh, South's great. Nathan Merritt, this is great news. He's woken from his coma after he was placed on life support following a collapse last week. So that that's is good. wonderful. Yeah, that's, that's good great news. news. We had our fingers crossed. We did. Um, Michael Maguire has reportedly accepted an offer to become the next New South Wales Origin coach on a one-year deal. So he's currently the New Zealand Test coach. I don't believe he's doing media until after yes, that's uh, the right. Test Series. Oh, I, got, I, I, I thought... It, I forgot that he was New Zealand coach, and that's appropriate then. Don't talk about your next gig. 100%. While you're doing well, he's stuff. also assistant under Ricky Stewart at the Raiders, so w- yeah. will he have to forego either of those roles? I don't think he will. I don't think so. Is there something that? in that? Ricky wanted the job. Then he didn't want then the he job. Didn't. Then his assistant gets a job. So what's mm. with New South Wales only giving one-year contracts? Because we know with Freddie, they only off- he wanted a two-year contract. They only offered him one, and then he walked out. Now they're only offering... Well, it smells of Bellamy to me. That's they lock him I in for think. one season, and then Bellamy's done with the I, storm. I, I think that should be de rigueur, just lock him in for one season, because if you lose, everyone wants you out. You don't want to be hanging on with a contract there. Yeah, but if they... Turn things around and they show fight and it's close. You can't just well, sack re- someone re-sign up. Resign them if they yeah, do that. I, I just think two years. Nah. Maguire mm. might not want two years because yeah. he's always quite open about the fact that he wants to go, um, he wants to be a, a first grade coach. So it's, maybe he just wants the it's one. It's a one year gig. I agree. A, a national coach, one year gig. You go well, come back. If you don't, see you later. Yeah. That's fine. Nah, happy no, I don't like it. Uh, John Cartwright's said to be a part of the um, coaching setup as well. I don't mind Actually, that. Actually, he was in Cardi. my dream last night. John Cartwright. Yeah. What were you doing with John? I don't know. He was just yeah, we were in like an old school, <laughs> an old high school setup, and he was just like one of the, the pupils, one of the greasers, one of the pupils on a on a one of those old desks that the lid opens up. Very wow. weird. Did you have a crush on John Cartwright? Was no, one of those no, dreams? No, I've, no I've never thing. met him. You never met Cardi? No. A very lovely man. Lovely but fella. he was in my dream. There you go. That's weird. Yeah, really weird. Um, despite denying any interest in the role, a Wallabies coach, Eddie Jones, is scheduled to interview for the role of Japan's head coach <laughs> in early November. He's, he's what swore, a ball's up. He swore black and blue. I've got no. Never spoken on. Well, he said, I'm committed to Australia. Yeah, and you well, can I be committed to Australia as long as you are head coach of Australia until you become head coach until of you're another not. nation. What, what does uh, Rugby Australia think of this? Considering that he, this current World Cup that's still going, that Australia should be still playing in, um, that was all about rebuilding mm, for yeah. the next World Cup, which yeah. Eddie is supposed to be yeah. coach for. Well, He's contracted. It seemed like a good idea at the time, appointing Eddie. You know, given I what agree. he did in England, I can't really did, get what, up. What did he do in England? Well, he took them to no, a very good record. No, they were rubbish. In the end. Yeah. Yeah, but he started well. So how many games has he won as a coach in his last, say? Not many. I think it was like 12% or something. Yeah. It was very, very low. 
He's going to be in Japan. It's probably mm. the last gig he gets. I don't think he cares what we think. I agree with you. It was a... <sighs> I don't know if it is because it was twenty. It worked twenty years ago, you know, and it, it happens in a lot of industries where it's like, well, this worked twenty years ago. We'll do it now and we'll apply it. But the world changes. Yes, and was, maybe he had a bit of hubris. That was hubris well, is we a saw nice that word. At the Tigers as well with Sheens. Let's mm. bring him back. Yeah, didn't, didn't work. really work no. out either. So nine months. This goes down as nine months. That is it's all right for you young people to say that. What's that? <laughs> That's all, all that stuff about you know old people obsolete. <laughs> You're worried about. Oh, you've got a chip on your shoulder. Oh, worried. I better not say that. No. You don't like you that. Don't like I don't have any chips. Okay, nine I'm months. on your shoulder. No, there's no chips there. He no. was nine months in the role. That's a short stint. What's the shortest time you've had in a job? Uh, and funnily enough, I haven't had that many jobs. I've mostly been self-employed. Yes. I did spend 11 months at, a, at the AJC. And really, mentally, I was only in the job for about four of them. What is that an initialism for? But you took the for? pay for the whole 11 months. What is AJC? I, and a payout. <laughs> The Australian Jockey Club. Right, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Um, what about you? Weren't you at a kayak shop? Yeah, Didn't you I, work at a I kayak used shop? to work at Sydney Harbour Kayaks in Middle Harbour, and I used to take people paddling, and How I long? was there for a few years. Oh, no, that doesn't even count. I, I enjoyed my time. I, I, had a, I had one day as a plumber's apprentice. <laughs> you would have hated that. Uh, they said, put your hand down that. I said, you're not serious, are you? And that was it. No. Was that a little hey, mate, bit? off. A few hours. Pooey for you. I didn't even find out. It generally is. I'll put my hand down that. No. <laughs> One, triple, three, five, three. Uh, the shortest time in the job. Maybe you were inept. Maybe you were awful at what you did. Maybe you just quit because you hated it. I know someone. What about famous people, the shortest time in a job? Oh, Mel Meninga. Yes. Politics. One of the greats. 28 seconds. One I'm buggered. One of the greats. What about, what about this one? Liz Truss. Oh. Oh, Prime Minister yes. of England for oh. 49 days. She got confirmed by the Queen, was out the next day. One of the great revolving door oh, jobs. What a shocker. One triple three five three. the shortest time you spent in a job. Why? Following, well, we assume Eddie Jones is a short stint at the helm of the Wallabies. Um, I've got a question for you later, yes. Brendo. Or okay. I can ask you now. Okay. You know a lot about music. Yeah. If there was one song that you could play in the whole world as the last song that you could ever play, what would it be? A Ceremony by New Order. Beautiful song. Okay. Beautiful song. I just wanted to know. You aware of it? No. no. Go have a listen afterwards. Okay. Okay. It was when um, Joy Division, uh, Ian Curves died, and then they turned into New Order. So oh. it was the last song Joy Division wrote, but the first song New Order released. I know okay. it was, this is completely off the topic, but I just... No, it's a beautiful song. I had to know. Right. right. It's a beautiful song. Go and have a listen. Okay. Uh, asking you on one triple three five three, what is your shortest uh, role that you've? Uh, well, uh, it's after the Wallabies coach Eddie Jones. We think after nine months he's going to take up a coaching position in Japan. Uh, so asking you one triple three five three, the shortest job or stint you had in a job, Troy and Grey Stains. Uh, your thoughts or what happened to you? G'day guys, how are we going? Yeah, Wonderful. good, good. That's the way. Um, yeah, I used to work for a company in, in Penrith and we used to get um, some agency staff that used to come in and unfortunately it was a bit of a hot area and whatnot that we used to work in and had a couple of people that would walk in, pretty much uh, look around, everything else like that, oh, I need to go to the toilet, grab their backpack and that was the end of them. Back to Centrelink. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> was that, there was a real issue with the toilet, the pong, the whiff? Uh. Oh. Mate, it wasn't it wasn't a hard job, but they just yeah they just couldn't do it. Nah, couldn't handle it. No, no, no. Move on. Yeah, that was a good one, but maybe not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll find out. Amy in Campbelltown, uh, what was yours? Hey guys, um, mine was a three-hour shift at Macca's. Okay, what well, put you off? Um, just decided Macca's life wasn't for me. 
wasn't for you. Flipping the no. burgers. No, I was on the fries. Oh, you're on oh, the fries. Oh. oh, the fries is one of the good jobs, isn't it? Not really. Easy, but nah. <laughs> was, that, was that back in the days of salting? I find that the, the chips aren't salted to my liking. I oh, always ask for extra salt. They're not salted enough. They're not no. sal- or I hate when they've been sitting there for a while and they're not hot. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's pretty bad. How good's Macca's? <laughs> now you say it. Not as good. Thank you, Amy. Not as good as Red Rooster. I, I've had strappers start yeah. in the morning and I, I can remember one. I walked in and I walked past this box and I saw this person I didn't know. No, no, I walked up to the foreman and said, who's that? And they said, oh, that's, that's the new guy. Right? I walked back eight metres, gone, gone, oh, gone, gosh. just a pitchfork left outside the door. Was it you? <laughs> <laughs> Did you think? Maybe, maybe I do, it's me. I do have to say what? the chips at Red Rooster. <laughs> oh, she's not, listen, she's not listening to a just, word you just said. No, no, not a word. I'm, talking about, I'm just thinking about the just, fries. But just circling back on the chips. Yeah. <laughs> Not a word. Who um, makes the best fries? Come on. Red Rooster. Obviously. Yeah, they do good. Oh, no, no, the, the, the Colonel's fries are not bad. No, no, no. Red, no, Rooster, Red Rooster are the best because the best. Amy's got $100 oh, to yes, spend at Red right. Rooster and there's We're a bit of everything. Red Rooster. In a, shut up, Richard. No, I was in <laughs> what I meant to say was. <laughs> what did you mean to say? The Colonel's are good. Yeah. But Red Rooster is better. <laughs> Four and twenty. We've been there for it all. Australia's original fan food. The Dead Set Legends Player of the Week. Who have you got for us this week, Candice? Well, for the second time, we've got Ange Postacoglu. Why he not? can do uh, no wrong. I think he's gone from being Ange to the Ange. The big yeah. Ange. Big Ange. He's the Ange. Well, he's propelled his Tottenham Hotspurs to the top of the English Premier League ladder, mm. uh, which is quite remarkable. He remains unbeaten, um, winning three and drawing one of Spurs' four matches last month. Um, he's just absolutely incredible. He's made history by becoming the first manager ever to be named um, English Premier League Manager of the Month in each of his first two months in wow. the competition. Yeah. It's actually quite remarkable. It's, it's freaky. What does what he do? He has like done. A magician well, He's just taking the handbrake off. Tottenham used to play very defensive, very contained, yeah. and he's just let him play. Well, whatever he's doing, he's he's genius at it, and uh, I, I, it's just a, an amazing story. His his whole story that he has risen from what they thought was just obscurity from nowhere. You well, never make it from us. Well, he has a lot of trust in players too. It's like, well, you're in this team for a reason. I've picked you. Go and do it. I watched him with an interview the other day, and the interviewer came on was gushing about how well you know you're going to win the Premier League title. He said. We had played three matches. Yeah, whoa, whoa, there's, whoa. A, there's a bit to go. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But generally, I mean, I mean, I think they're eight matches in. Yeah, it's the international break now. Yeah, so. by this time, if you're leading the ladder, that sixty percent of the time you will go on to win it mm. uh, wow. or finish in the top four. So he's done a remarkable job. They've got uh, Fulham on uh, Tuesday the twenty fourth, Crystal Palace, and then Chelsea on the seventh of November. So I'm really looking forward to that clash, but. What he's been able to achieve in such a short period of time is oh, extraordinary. Yeah. And there's been a bit of discourse around like, oh, well, they're going so well because Harry Kane's not there anymore. And it's like, no, 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 they're going so well because Ange Postacoglu is there now. It's got nothing to do with Harry Kane. They would still be flying if he was there. Wherever Ange has been in the last five years, it has been good. He is just, he's, he's exceptional. He's the Ange. He's well, the man. we saw what he did with Celtic and now he's doing it at Tottenham. Yep. He does it over and over again. He did it when he was coaching uh, Brisbane Raw. He just he he just has that he's got ability it. to 
Magic. Turn teams around in such a short period of time. Great fashion sense on the sideline too. I like those uh, knitted polos that he's going. And oh. he claps the crowd afterwards. It's good fun. I never noticed the knitted polos. Just but a, I know that you would. Just a little sartorial injection for you on the Dead Set Legends. <laughs> Uh, Australia's Cricket World Cup campaign has begun quite meekly. Two losses from their first two games. Still plenty of time to plot a recovery, though, uh, with seven pool matches remaining to help us unpack what we've seen to preview what's still to come. Joined by former Aussie cricketer Cal Ferguson. Good morning, mate. Morning. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a tough start, no doubt about it, for the Aussies. Uh, they've got a fight on their hands now. Yeah, Cal, Richard here. So you, oh, how are you, mate? That's great. You're talking. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, good seen you for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. It seems to me that, you know, putting them, in, putting them into bat first was not a very mm. good idea. Yeah, look, it, it's, um, it's a, a tricky one. When you look at it as a whole and you see South Africa 311 all out 177 in reply, you can look at it and go, well, that didn't work, did it? And it didn't, but... The fact of the matter is there's been a lot of and there's been a lot of commentary around that decision and, and the bowlers not getting the job done. Um, but when you drop six, seven catches if you're being harsh and you miss a run out on the guy that makes 100, Quinton de Kock on 22, um, you could mount a case that the bowlers actually created the opportunities you need to bowl a side out and the fielding side weren't good enough to take them. Now, the Australians historically have really prided themselves on the fielding side of the game. You know, that's the barometer. That's how well we're going. And if it's not working in the field, you know, maybe we're a bit off our game. Well, we're a fair way off it at the moment in the field, unfortunately. And I think we're sitting at about 54% of chances taken in the tournament over two games. That's it's not bad. a good start for us in the that field. And uh, it's it's actually the worst out of the, the whole competition so far. So we're a long way off it from that point of view. The wicket itself um, is only newly laid. It's about six months old. Now, normally they take a while to bed and, and get settled. So I could understand why they might have been keen, Pat might have been keen to have a look and see what the wicket did and how it played and then mm. chase knowing how it's going to play. Um, unfortunately, we were six down inside 18 overs. So that never never really got going at all uh, with the bat either. So there's a fair bit to look at and a fair bit to uh, unpack from this. Uh, do you think Pat Cummins is a man for the job? Yeah, that's a... Pretty uh, loaded question. Well, I'm just, no, I'm only saying I'm only saying <laughs> that because saying. because Michael Clark has come out um, yesterday and and yes. s- kind of supported him, but at the same time questioned him, questioned yeah, a, a fair bit. Yeah, oh, and you can understand it. He's the first guy we've um, had in the role for a long, long time as a, a fast bowler, as a captain. It's this, this is a tough role, there's no doubt about it. To do it across um, two formats, um, you know, the, an Ashes series, six tests, including the WTC, into a World Cup, they're two of the biggest um, periods of cricket that you'll have as a captain. And as a fast bowler, there's a lot of pressure on you physically. And we all know what it's like trying to think clearly when you're physically fatigued and you're uh, blowing a gasket in heat. Um, it, it's a tough, tough role. Um, I think I said it, I said at the time, look, I don't think um, it would be the right play to have him captain all of those, all three formats and to have him doing two will be a challenge. Um, and I, I look, are you nicely trying really, to say, Cal, really, that, that you, you question whether he's the right guy? Oh, look, I just, I think it's putting a lot of pressure on a guy to um, deliver um, both roles to the, to the extent that he's able to, um, 
potentially able to. And I want to see Pat Cummins doing the the prime role, which is bowling, as well as possible. And it doesn't feel like he's at his best at the moment. No. Uh, I feel like going forward, we're going to have to look at it and see whether that's the right way to go. But he does have good support. He's got senior players around him. So to look at, at Pat and say, he's the reason we're not playing at our best at the mm. moment. It's just wrong. That's and that, straight out and wrong. it's all hypothetical. You're right. So let's focus on what we've got. We've got seven pool yes. matches remaining. We've got the squad over there. What changes yes. are you making? Uh, what changes would you make um, to see us win? Just you before know, you answer that question, yes. too, excuse yes. me, just before you answer that question, our yes. middle order batting, if, if, yes. if we win matches, it's won by the, by the first four with the bat. And then the middle order, you just cannot trust at the moment. Yes. So... You're spot on. The top four of the engine room, they're the ones that have got to be making the hundreds. They're the ones that are, are doing the bulk of the uh, bulk of the work, assisted by the middle order and lower order to get to a big score. And Unfortunately, we haven't had a couple of guys get set at the crease and go deep like we've seen from the sides that have been successful so far in the tournament. So, And I think back, perfect example, first game, uh, England got their way to 288, New Zealand got them one down, and they had two guys get hundreds, and they just got in and stayed in. And in India, that, that's the roadmap. Because mm. once you get set, scoring becomes a lot easier, and you can score really quickly without, without a lot of you know, high energy and, and high effort. It's, it becomes a lot easier to score. Having to start your innings, though, is a completely different challenge altogether. So Australia just haven't had that so far. They've got to get two guys set at the crease, go deep into the innings, and put pressure on the opposition. At the moment, we're getting starts, getting out. And I'm a bit nervous about early selection that we've made. We've, mm. we've, we've made some changes. One forced, um, Cameron Green going out for a, a, a recently fit Marcus Stoinis makes sense to me, but we dropped Alex Carey after one game. Yeah. I worry about that type of selection because it's got the potential to cause players to look over their shoulder and worry about, well, what if I don't make runs in this game? Yeah. Am mm. I going to get the arse too? And I don't like that. It creates a tough dressing room to be a part of and, and it can have players looking over their shoulder. I don't like that at all. Alex Carey's played more games over the last three, four years than any other player in one-day cricket. He's been a guy that's been there all the way through. He made, not, he made 99 uh, no more than four games ago. So he, it's not like he's lost the ability to have an impact. I, I'm, that sort of selection can have players looking over their shoulder. That's it. Well, all is not lost. Some, um, well, you've got what the Netherlands, Afghanistan, uh, yeah. Bangladesh still to come. You've got Sri Lanka on should, Monday. We should beat all them. We don't beat all them. Should, but we'll, real, yeah, we'll right see. Um, mm. Cal Ferguson, we thank you for your insight this morning. You go well, my friend. Yeah, no, no problems at all. Just remember, this side has got a lot of superstars, a lot of fantastic players in it. I'm backing them to bounce back hard on Monday against Sri Lanka. Yeah, we like that. We like that optimism here on the Dead Set Legends on Sydney's Triple M. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends Sports Update. Uh, Bulldog superstar Josh Adokar has reportedly resolved his differences with the club following a meeting with general manager of football Phil Gould. I uh, don't know if you've seen what's been happening in the last couple of weeks. If you'd like a refresher, he's currently serving a two-match ban for his partner brawl at the Corey Knockout, which he took way too literally. And he uh, apologised <laughs> after he uploaded an Instagram post comparing the Israel conflict yeah. to Indigenous land rights. I can imagine how that meeting went. Mm. Gus would just sit there and look at him and saying. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing, son? Pull your head in. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, there's reports that, um, like you said, that mm. things are okay. He's still got two years left running on his contract at the Bulldogs. Uh but there are teams circling. So there's reported that up to two to three teams would be quick to to sign him up. 
if if the Bulldogs were to release him maybe at the end of this year, but uh, at this stage he's still a Bulldogs for 2024. All right. Uh, this debate is annoying me. I don't know if it's annoying you guys, but I keep seeing it and I don't like it. Uh, so Nathan Cleary's heroics in the grand final, it's, it sparked this debate as to whether or not he's reached a mortal status yet. I wouldn't have thought we cared. Why, why can't we just enjoy these performances without prescience? It's also a little bit early. This is the thing. Like, what are we doing? Like, why can't we just enjoy that performance? Yes, I agree. I agree. But you know what humans are like? We enjoy it, and then we have to ask another question. Oh, you know, my goodness. It's just human nature. I, like, no. He hasn't reached a mortal status oh, yet. Oh, well, there you are. You've, you've reached an opinion. Oh, he's still, he's still playing. Like, let it go. I saw a great article from... Yes, you have to be retired to be immortal. Well, this is what... That's Paul Crawley uh, in the Daily Telegraph, he said, you know, obviously you spoke about the recency bias. He brought up Ron Coote's name. Not yet an immortal. Four premierships for South Sydney, two more for the Roosters, 23 tests for Australia, captain his country. He was in the rugby league team of the century in 2008. So maybe we should be talking about Ron rather yeah. than Nathan Cleary. Yeah, I yes. Think, I think you, ha- you can't judge an immortal... Until the body of work is finished. Right. I think, though, the conversation has come up because of his performance at in the grand final. Yes. He's now got two Clive Churchill medals. So people are always going to start comparing. But I do think it's a little bit early. Oh. Um, Isn't that just people? When he's still in the middle. He's still so young and still in he the middle of his care. career. This no. a, he wouldn't care. No. Isn't that in, people's immediate gratification? Oh, it happened now. So, therefore, let's make him an immortal. You know, the the... the the ref put the whistle away. Let's do that in every match. Yeah. I think everyone just wants more, more, more. Just, I know. Why do we do that? Uh, some of the other names that uh, Paul Crawley noted, Peter Sterling, Alan Langer, Brett Kenny, Ricky Stewart, Laurie Daly, Brad Fittler, all not immortals. Well, Brad Clyde even. He got Brad two Clyde. Clive Churchill medals. Yes, That's it's right. a very high bar, and we don't know if Nathan will reach it in the fullness of his career. Let's see. Hmm. I'm sure one day we'll be I'm sure you know, we having will, this but... discussion when it, the time is near, that's, but we won't it. be discussing it on this Patience, what do you mean? Are we getting... Well, I mean, in, in 20 years I would time, hope I'm still here. I don't here. know if we're no, still going to be, be here. <laughs> Thanks for the vote no, of confidence. No, it's your radio station. Can't spell trustworthy without Rusty. Rusty's Motorsport Update. For Bendix. Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. Yeah, not my best. Are you saying he's rustworthy? Ah, he is. Oh, he is. Wow. He's crossworthy. Uh, it's been a big week in motorsport. We had Bathurst, uh, another Aussie joining the F1 winners list. Uh, we've got the great man to talk about all that. Uh, Rusty, good morning, my friend. Good morning. How was your, your, uh, your, did you enjoy Bathurst? I mean, surely you enjoyed being up there, record, you know, decent-sized crowd and so on. It was good. Mate, it was unreal. And, like, I'm spoiled as well because we're just above pit lane. So right no, where the, I, I the start slash finish line is. I think you're disadvantaged. You should have been up on the mountain. Up on the mountain? Yes. No. Well, the people I was you... talking to were a lot more refined <laughs> than, the, than the people up on the mountain. <laughs> Says it, you. It was, a great, it was a great time, Rusty. We had, we had a lot of fun. Yep. Now, Rusty. Do you want it? Go Go on. On. Yep. Sorry, no. did no, no. Did, did Bathurst live up to all the hype though? Um, in the end, the Red Bull team smashed them, but it was an unusual race. I mean, no safety cars in that second half of the race. It was different to what we've seen in the past. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I try, as you know, on this show to be glass half full, probably to Richard's dismay. But but um, <laughs> they're, 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 I do find of, that perplexing. You do balance each <laughs> yeah, other I, out I very well. <laughs> I know you do. Um, <laughs> lots of great things uh, there, but you're right. It, it probably um, just didn't deliver from a spectacle point of view, Candice, at the end there. There's many factors in that. You've talked about safety car. Um, you can add to that, but I think most teams feel that the, the soft tyre that they were running wasn't conducive to, to kind of wheel-to-wheel racing at the end, that it created one racing line, 
Shane and and his uh, his co-driver Richie Stanaway had their head around it and they and they bolted. So, but I mean, there was some heartbreak for his teammate in Brock Feeney, for example. There were you know some stories of woe like that, and Bathurst always tends to throw a bit of that stuff up. You know what you need up there to get the race no. you want: weather. Mm. You need weather. Well, yeah, true. I mean, yeah. I've, I've been there when it's been raining or, or almost snow and, and, and hail at the bottom and dry at the top. When yep. you get that, it just creates mm. chaos. Yeah, and, lots and of cars can... coming back on the back of other trucks and things like that. That's, yeah. that's the race we want. It was really upsetting. It was glorious weather out there. It sucked. It was just the worst. Um, <laughs> um, the, the podium, there was one uh, Mustang that finished on the podium, but as you said, Brock Feeney uh, broke down, and if he didn't, it would have been an all Camaro podium. I really saw for the first time this parody issue, and it has been um, triggered since uh, the result of Bathurst, hasn't it? Yep. So while you were there, they had an 11th hour meeting trying to get a change through for the Mustang. Not everyone agreed to that. Some Camaro teams did agree, I should I should point out, but they needed everyone yeah. to okay it. Um, but what happened at Bathurst has now triggered a, a review to try and make things um, better. So that's a, that's a work in progress to make the, the Mustang more of a competitive um, competitive thing. But well done, really, to to Tony Delberto and and to uh, Anton Di Pasquale from Dick Johnson Racing to oh, get yeah. that thing on the podium against those odds was, was very good. I couldn't believe it though, Rusty, because I saw, you know, I was looking at the split times and stuff and I saw, I saw Shane Van Gisbergen was out by a minute and a half. At one point he was leading the race by a minute and a half. And I was like, they've got to do something about this. Yeah. Um, over the years though, you forget, I mean, Brock won a race in the late seventies by, you know, seven laps or something rather. So it's not that <laughs> yeah, right. we've, been, <laughs> right. yeah, that we've been confronted by something like yeah. this. And it is, you know, with these new cars, they, they, they're in a process of trying to get it right. The category is trying to get it right. So, oh, but, but something needs to happen, obviously, to make things um, on a more even keel, doesn't it? So. The coverage, though. The coverage is oh. outstanding. Uh, I don't care whether the race lived up to it or not. They couldn't have put on a better coverage. That's just my comment. What about but, our Oscar? Our, our Oscar, Oscar. Our Oscar now. He's, <laughs> what a fantastic effort in Qatar. Unbelievable. I mean, you know, the, the, fact, that, the fact that he could win a sprint race against Red Bull was mighty on the Saturday. And they were just, they were so fatigued on the Sunday in the Grand Prix where he finished second. So another another podium in the in the main race, if you like. But I mean, there were there was talk of drivers throwing up in helmets. You even saw how, how much it had taken out of Max Verstappen. So that was brutal there in Qatar, more so than the heat and humidity they get in Singapore. So they're talking about maybe trying to shift that race to a time of year where the, the weather conditions or the temperature is um, is a bit easier on the drivers. Uh, always a pleasure, Rusty. Where are we next with the supercars? Is it the Gold Coast? Is that next? Gold Coast is coming. Could, do, you want a, do you want a quick fun story to finish your Saturday morning yes, with those absolutely. good people on the top of the hill that, that Richard likes? I used to, back in the day, they would let me on the warm-up lap go and file a report just before the race start while they're on the warm-up lap. And the good people at the top of the mountain there uh, said to me, you can come, you can do that. But once you've done your report, you got to have a beer with us. Yeah. So I may, I may or may oh. not have had one at ten oh five in the morning. <laughs> you would have, because they may have killed you if you didn't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <That's correct. laughs> lots of Super holes, lots of holes up there at the end of the race. Indeed, isn't there? I think they buried more than they, uh, yeah. than they should have. It's all thanks to Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. We'll catch you next week, Rusty. See you again. Thank you. Uh, but we must leave you on a sour note. Uh, let's <laughs> let's do so with, if I must. I you're going to hear about it. Richard's list of grievances. I have held my tongue for some time. But oh, now, that is a lie. You never do. No, I have. On this subject, I have. But today is the day. What I don't like, it's referendum day. Mm. 
The referendum is your personal opinion. That's correct. It's all about what you think and what nobody else thinks. It's your, I don't care whether you vote yes or no. That is entirely your prerogative, and I respect that. What I hate is that people out there have been trying to sway, you know, one person's opinion to another. Not necessarily with the facts either. I think both sides have been guilty of misinformation in this, and I think that's disgraceful on both parties count. But the one argument that really has got up my nose, and yes, it has been predominantly used by the yes case, but I would be equally as critical if it was used by the no case. Okay. The world is watching. Hmm. The world is not watching. The world has at the moment a war in Eastern Europe where nuclear conflict is not out of the question. We have a war in the Middle East. We have coups going on in Africa. We have a US Congress that is ineffective and has no speaker and might pre, pre might be the precursor to a shutdown of the US government. We've got things going on in on this planet. Let's let's take let's analyze this. Right? We, by the way, we've got a World Cup cricket going on in India, so they're not watching. Mm. Right? They've got bigger things to think about, according to them. 26 million people in this country, if all of them were interested in The Voice and watching The Voice, and that's a stretch, right? let's just say all of them. Let's say how many more around the world might be interested? A million? Maybe. Maybe. Yep. Let's, let's, say, let's round it up to 30 million. 0.4% of the world's population. That's what we're talking about. So the world is not watching. Mm. Right? And it doesn't matter that they're not watching or that they are watching because this is a very personal thing. You go out there, it's your right to vote, it's your duty to vote, and it's only your opinion that matters. When you get in that box, you write whatever you want and I will respect whatever you write. But don't be too excited about your opinion, as in when you do vote, do not put the exclamation mark. Oh, yeah. Does it doesn't count. count. Be, yeah, be careful. Be uh, careful. Does you caps matter? Yes or no? Does caps matter? Ca- caps is not a problem. I'm worried that one of my because no, I voted early, which really? is great, by the way. I'm never I voting voted on the day. You have sidetracked what this with your, you know, uh, should I use caps? or Yeah, not? but I'm a bit worried because I think oh. one of my one of my letters might have been lowercase. That, that that's okay, mate. It is all about you. That's the nature of a referendum. It's all about you. I happen to agree with you, Richard. It's been too many people trying to give their opinions um, and... And make you feel bad about your opinion. Yes. And that should never happen. It's it's the first referendum with a 24-7 news cycle, which is really difficult. And there's a lot of people on social media. I saw a great thing uh, the other day someone posted. It was like... Because everyone has social media, mostly you feel like it's your duty to say something. You don't have to say anything. Sometimes not using your voice is, you know what, just as effective. It doesn't matter what the result is today because what really matters is what happens from now on. That's what really matters. That's right. To the Indigenous population of this country. Finally, you say something that makes sense. All in caps. It's the Dead Set Legends (laughs) on Triple M. We'll catch you next week.